Hey, hey, hey! Hello! Welcome back to Spilling <laughs> McGeanty Podcast. We're here with Paolo. And Dr. Tom. Now we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. But we're giving it anyway. That's right. Now Paolo here's a performer. Yes, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. <laughs> and we're here to give you our professional, professional. professional review on Drag, Drag Race Holland, Holland Season 2. So let's raise a glass. Or a bottle. And start spilling. The g Podcast. Clank. Clank. Okay, are you going to do a fake laugh? <laughs> I feel like that's part of the intro. Uh, it's clank. genuine. I, I enjoy myself so much doing the podcast. I just feel like giddy, you know. So we have caved. I've caved. I have caved. Okay, so we're sitting here enjoying a day off. <laughs> you know, because apparently there's no life outside of podcasting. Is there for you, Dr. Tom? It's my passion project. I love doing it so much. So I'm there, I'm there being lazy, you know, just living my life. You know what people tend to do on a weekend. And Dr. Tom's like, so are we going to be doing Drag Race Holland? I will say I've, I've been also responding to considerable fan pressure. Say their name. Jan. Jan, who's... Um, Season All-Star 6? <laughs> no, Jan. Not who's this. from Holland. She's a lovely lady. Uh, Message asked if we're going to be doing Drag Race Holland. I've also heard from Wilhelmina Scream Cheese wondering about it. <laughs> that and, is the name. I know, right? And, that is the name. Wilhelmina Scream Cheese. What can what can I say? We've caved to the fan pressure. Okay, so, I mean, we're going to do it. We're Drag Race, it. look, We're um, it's not that we didn't enjoy Drag Race Holland. We actually loved Drag Race Holland. It was, it, it was the one. It was our first non-English language. Non-Englishki? Drag Race. But it was in a very different time when the seasons didn't run into each other. Exactly. We weren't doing more than one podcast a week. And you know... We're very, very busy people. We're yeah. very, but, you know, and, and it's about having the, the right energy and stuff. But we, we've watched... Bits of the episode, obviously not the judging, and we just enjoyed it so much and we thought, why not? I'll tell you what it was. It was the whole thing started as, hey, should we watch Drag Race Holland? Mm-hmm. Just let's just watch it as viewers, you know. Which We're not gonna podcast. My so at this point in time, we had not yet agreed. Well, we we had kind of said that we weren't gonna do um, Drag Race Holland. I had agreed. And <laughs> With myself. See, Tom, Tom kind of tricked me. So Tom had this whole thing planned out. He's like, okay, I've got the messages. I'm going to have to convince Bolo somehow to mm. do it. So you just said, I was watching Shit's Creek because, you know, I'm a Moira stand. Mm-hmm. And I, I can watch Moira Rose every day. I like to RSVP as pending. <laughs> we are Why watching are you acting like Shit's Creek for a, 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 um, This is not a lie or an exaggeration. I think we're watching Shit's Creek for the fifth time through now. I mean, that's, that's an underestimate. Whenever we have a party, if there's mm-hmm. ever going to be a party, we do a housewarming, when we move into a, a much grander place, a we'll have a YouTube, we'll do the whole, hey, this is our new place, a tour kind of thing. You know what they always do on YouTube? Yeah. And it's like, oh, look at me, I'm so rich, uh, I'm a wealthy. Cribs. I mean, we don't throw our money around like that. No. <laughs> okay. We spend it on Blossom Hill Rose. <laughs> The classiest rosé yeah, there is. As this finest oh, vodka, you yeah, know? absolutely. Nothing but opulence. 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 So then we're just watching it as normal, and it's about time for the judging, and I pause. Mm-hmm. I paused it, and I was like, okay, we need to decide right now mm-hmm. if we are going to do Drag Race Holland, because the minute I watch the judging, it's over. I'm not going to be doing it because... Because it's cheating. I don't like to hear other people's opinion. I haven't seen anything on social media yet. And I didn't want the judges to tell me what they thought. I I wanted to talk about my feelings. My feelings, because they matter, Tom. They matter. Your feelings are valid. They're always valid. And I sort of presented you with a little pitch, really, didn't I? It's like, I think we could do it this way, you know? It's like, you know... um, 
let's just like make it a kind of like not not abbreviate it, but make it a more of a kind of rapid fire review, maybe. Do you know what I do? You know, do you know what I honestly think it was, Tom? Mm. Because Tom gets to have a glass of wine <laughs> with every podcast. So in my mind, <laughs> I'm like, you're just looking for another excuse <laughs> to have more wine during the week. This aren't is my you? first drink. Since my lunch. last drink, <laughs> since lunchtime, yeah, I'm L- cutting down. We have caved, and we are going to be doing it. And we found a new way of us doing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we say it, but who knows? Let's get into Drag Race Holland. I think the thing is, we're not going to do as much of an intro preamble. We're going to be kind of straight into the episode, aren't we? It's going to be a key thing. It's going to be a little bit different, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, um, it, it, it literally is going to be a Drag Race Holland review, but we say that now, Tom. Whatever happens, happens. There is we a lot to speak. cover this episode because it's the intro episode, and we really want to get to know these queens and like give our opinion on what we think. I guess like how are they going to do? Uh, do they have top four flavor, top four energy? Top four energy, okay. Um, they have early out energy. Yeah. So this Which is... archetypes do they remind us of? Yeah, just our general first impression. Mm. It's like speed dating, okay? Ooh, okay, it's, it's been, been a while, much... but have okay. You, have you been speed dating? Never speed dating, no. I've, I've been speed dating. I mean, dating. I've had more than one date in, in a day, but never speed dating. I went speed dating with some friends mm-hmm. um, in London, and I've... <laughs> everyone's like... I was doing all the talking, and by the time it was their time to say anything about themselves, they were like, "Okay, now stand up, get to your next partner." And I was like, "I remember oh. you doing that." I know. I told yeah, you. I yeah, said, yeah. "I'm speed dating." I would speed dating with some friends, mm-hmm. and I remember like I was just talking and talking. I didn't let them speak, mm-hmm. and then as soon as it was their time to speak, it was time to change. I was like, "Oh well, lovely talking with you." Okay, see you later. <laughs> and then I did the same thing the next time. It was great. You embarked on a monologue. Yeah, you didn't really want to learn about them, did you? No, I was. I was, I was really self-promotion mm-hmm. hi and this is my podcast <laughs> and this is my instagram dare i ask how the interest was what sort of interest you got there was i i i wasn't interested in anyone i just really no, wanted but, to go there and... but people put in their things at the end don't you find out how many people were interested i i got uh, i got um quite a few cards tom oh. yeah but i didn't i didn't look at them i didn't look at them tom I mean, it's just just another day, really. Another day. It's just an experience for you, really. Yeah. Really, you're gracing them with your presence. Anyway, let's get into Drag Race Holland, Tom. Mm. It's speed dating. It's going to be fast. It's going to be quick, fast. It's going to be furious. In and out, you know. I mean, we we know about that. like the episode, actually, very little preamble and we're straight into the intros. Yeah. So, first to walk into the workroom is Reggie B. Now, Reggie B, outfit-wise, is giving me kind of pop princess, Britney meets Katy Perry. Um, the way she flings herself around the room gives me the vibe that she's a dancer, but she doesn't say it outright. What do you think? I think she came across as confident, mm-hmm. uh, skinny, <laughs> and I love the monotone colours that she has. We love her pastel. Yeah. Really, Debbie. Pastels. I love it. I feel like she's part of Stephanie's child. Yeah. I think she's going for Jan's gig. I don't know. She's a bit in between Rosé and Jan. She's kind of like a pinky purple, lavendery pinky. Yeah. She's, um, she comes across as confident for me. I wrote confident and skinny. I feel like she, uh, this girl performs. I feel like she lip syncs and performs. That's the vibe I get from her. All right. Um, and I think she's going to, I, I'm going to say it here. I think maybe she could be a lip sync assassin. Just a vibe I get. Okay, see okay. the psychiatrist, and not the performer. Yeah, Let's move on to yeah, the next one. Yeah. Ivy Elise. Now, Ivy Elise is, uh, is she's she part of the Mermaid Mansion? I didn't know she? that was the name of it, but yeah, she says Mermaid Mansions, and the other occupants are 
um, Envy Peru, our winner, and Abby mm-hmm. OMG. Now, she doesn't have the polish of Envy Peru, but she's maybe a step above <laughs> Abby OMG. <laughs> I mean, no, no, it's true. I'll tell you what, she comes in and she quotes poor, unfortunate soul. And I'm like, girl, that's Ursula. And you're trying mm. to be dressed as Ariel? I what would like, you have said then, being the Little Mermaid fan that you are? I just would have done the... the uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like how I started a complete key lower than you. Because, you know, I'm a soprano. Uh, She's a soprano, Tom. (laughs) Thank you. The look is very much like, to me, like Ariel when she's ascended to King Triton's throne kind of thing. But she's the youngest daughter. She wouldn't, she wouldn't, she wouldn't be crowned, would she? Um, she's I'm, a princess. I'm, o- I'm overthinking it. The thing is, Eric was a prince. Oh, uh, okay. That's so it, by my by marrying Eric, Prince mm. Eric, she's now a princess. Yeah. And also, she was a princess because King Trident's the father, so they're all princesses. Yeah, but I mean, she's the youngest, isn't she, Ariel? So she wouldn't be next in line to the throne when Triton pops his clogs. Mm, no. I'm overthinking it. Um, the outfit's cute. I, I think both these girls have been very smart and they've come in ready for anything because she is basically wearing a corset with a, with a duster. So, you know, she could fling that out and she could, you know, jump into a tank. Mm. She, she could live up to her mermaid reputa- reputation here. Yeah. She could be blasted with a fan. She could climb a mountain. Okay, you cool. Well, all right, okay. fine. That's um, what I think about Ivy. I, I, when she interacted with the girls, I thought she came across as quite witty um, and, and kind of like ha- funny. So looking forward to seeing more of that. Oh, I mean, she said that she was a performer. She mm-hmm. loves choreography. She's a powerful entertainer. This is not what I'm saying. This is what she said. And mm. I'm like, it's a very bold statement. I can't wait to see you back it up. She is going to have a heavy weight of expectation. I suspect that'll be her story arc. Mm. You know, sister of the winner kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Next up, we've got Juicy Couture. Isn't that a fragrance? Well, it's a brand, um, you know, made famous, particularly famous by like Paris Hilton and Britney in the noughties. It was those kind of like pastel pink velour tracksuits. I mean, that's absolutely what she's going for. She's got the whole monotone Mm -hmm. pink thing going on. What I got from her was, okay, I didn't get much from her in terms of energy Mm -hmm. at, at all. If anything, everything that came out of her seemed very, um, pedestrian i i don't want to sound mean but i agree with you i i didn't get a huge amount of energy or confidence off it she is an instagram girl do you know who she reminded me of gothy kendall in the sense that she looks lovely but she looks very unsure of herself even walking into the room it felt like she was kind of like you know uncertain with every step and she didn't deliver her entrance line with confidence she looks very uncomfortable without a cell phone in her hand yeah that kind of thing she's i mean she joins us up there with errol versace aiden zane scaredy cat gothic mm. kindle all of these queens who are great in the bedroom but they oh. haven't yet oh great perform- in the bedroom yeah. oh. but they're not yet performed do you know what i mean yeah. so i think she just gives me no flavour. These girls are often early out. Yeah. Um, I will say as well, her makeup's really, really pretty, but um, more subtle than I'd expect from an Instagram queen. If you know what I mean. There's not like a huge amount of like overlining the lips, bold brows. Well, do you know what it huge is? Huge amount of contouring. I, I want to say this. The thing about social media queens mm. is that part of social media and the culture of social media in terms of photography is things like Facetune, is mm. Photoshop. And let's be honest, I can I don't think any of the photos are 100%. I've just taken it. It's oh. I've taken the photo, I've done like some this. editing. Yeah, it's, 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 there's been a lot of filters that's gone through it. And the mm. thing is you can't filter when it's, it's, it's 
It's a rolling tape. It's, it's a camera. found out in season nine. Um, and I love how she said, "Not this is reminiscent of um, Drag Race Down Under mm. when she was trying, I think she was trying to be kind of like shady about, not shady, but she was trying to show a bit of like, you know, personality mm-hmm. she said some have style some have taste mm-hmm. and then um, ivy ivy was like and you have neither which is what i meant about her quippiness and her like funniness yeah but what that reminds me of is already the queens mm-hmm. there is such a divide and obviously people drag queens feel differently about those who haven't performed do you know what i mean like yeah. they're very like i remember when aiden zane when they found out she's not performed mm-hmm. um they were already like they were like vultures yeah, they're like vultures they, they mm. found out oh you're a newbie and then they're like cool they're very comfortable being shady to them yeah the same way that um a lot of the queens in Drag Race Down Under were very comfortable being shady to Electra because she looked very basic. For, yeah, I guess there was a different reason for yeah. them being shady because she's a performer. Yeah, she's a performer. Mm-hmm. See, some queens look at a, a certain part of drag and mm-hmm. they put all that emphasis on what drag is based on that. For example, some yeah. some queens see the value of drag being mainly mm-hmm. in performance. So when there's another queen who isn't a performer or has never performed, they're all of a sudden like, okay, cool, I'm going to speak down to you yeah. because you haven't fulfilled what I feel is the majority of what makes a drag queen. And it was the same for what they did to Electra. They are like, you you look very basic. Mm-hmm. Your fashion looks like trash. I invest Go a lot. Go fix your mug. Yeah. Go fix your I invest a lot of what I feel drag is in fashion, so therefore I'm going to be quick to be shady at you. So there's that. I think with it being a competition environment, the queens will look for a member of the herd they perceive to be weaker, and they'll exploit the traits that they perceive to be. Talk to me about My Little Pony. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) the drag queen walks in with a lot of um, confidence and a really stunning look. I don't really know what to call this. It's kind of like this sort of kawaii bondage kind of get up. Um, She seems really, really cool. And the others are clearly very intimidated by her. She clearly has a reputation that precedes her. Gives me the impression she could do well and go far. Mm. Um, I really, really enjoyed the subtitles when she said gender fuck and it came out as gender fog. Well, maybe gender fog is a thing. Maybe it's a real Because, like, you know, in, gen- in a fog, you can't really see anything. So maybe it's like, I'm a gender fog, meaning that you can't see what my gender is. It's very ambiguous. Let's add I mean, that to can the... We make, can we make it a thing? I'm gender fog. I'm, I'm gender fog. I'm a gender fog. I definitely yeah. am, yeah. I identify as a gender fog. I, <laughs> I identify mainly as a fog. I, I identify as yeah. a gaseous substance. Oh my God, that person <laughs> is so... I can't really read her. She's really foggy. <laughs> Do you know that's so foggy? That's so foggy to me. Laganja, that's so foggy to me. That's so transparent. That person's really quite gender fog. I want to say that that's probably my favourite outfit that My Little Pony's wearing. And it's almost... Do you know um, Trinity K. Bonet versus... Mm. Uh, Laganja, Laganja, the lip sync to mm-hmm. physical, what, mm-hmm. uh, what Trinity was wearing. Same color scheme, isn't it? Exactly, mm-hmm. and same material. And I just felt like I'd love to see them together. I love pink with baby blue. I think it's used a lot nowadays because it's a, oh, it's a, a great color combination and B, it's trans representation quite often because of the Absolutely. colors on the trans flag. I think My Little Pony is going to go far. She's giving me going far vibes, yeah. The vibes I'm getting, I just love what she's wearing and I love how she looks. The face mm-hmm. is severe and I'm here for it. <laughs> what about Vivaldi? Vivaldi walks in looking like Freddy Krueger, um, 
got sectioned basically. Oh, um, but um, I love the look. It's really really fab. It's she's giving me real kind of she's our kooky out there out of the box look queen like a kind of um, crystal method type. But isn't she also giving you like arancha? Arancha yeah, vibes. Arancha. Yeah, she's giving yeah, yeah, you arancha yeah. vibes, but with more polish. So, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. No, no, no. No, Alexa, Alexa shush. Stop. Yeah. So she clearly heard arancha and assumed she was invited into a conversation. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, we adored arancha, but she wasn't the most polished queen. Arancha. Uh, <laughs> Castilla Mancha. Um, yeah, so yeah, she's got that kind of likable, kind of sparky, yeah. kooky personality. Yeah. Yes. So in terms of how far she goes, I'm thinking depends what the show wants to do with her. Sometimes these queens go far, sometimes they fall early, mm. you know. Um, she's giving me pink house stunning in the rock and roll, messy, but with structure. Mm. Do you know what I mean? A secret, but I've told you. I really like this out. A secret, but I've told you. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Concept. Yeah, it's like, I told you privately, but also out in the open. Yeah. Yeah. It's a general store, I... but it's also very specific. <laughs> you told me that when there were a lot of people around, I assumed it was in the public domain. <laughs> um, I love the mix of textures and stuff in this outfit. She's it's got, very cool. She's got those long sleeves, right? It's like, a, you... it's like a straight jacket. No. Do you know those things in front of the car? Oh, yeah. Those, those woo, yeah. like, that's what I felt like. Yeah. I was like, she, she, it's that, but fashion. Uh-huh. But she made a fashion. Yeah, I, I don't think she'll go to. In my opinion, she's not giving me far vibes, but she's giving me like great vibes. Depends what she can do. Depends yeah. if she can adapt to the challenges. Next up, we got Tabitha. So Tabitha's classic old school, almost token old school queen. Yes. Now I do want to say this, and I'm, I'm gonna just say it out here right now. I want to see Tabitha win. And oh. I'll tell you why I want to see her win. Because Tabitha represents drag queens before RuPaul's mm-hmm. Drag Race. Mm-hmm. To me, Tabitha represents a real drag queen. I, I yeah. use quotes to say that because it wasn't... She, I don't feel like she did drag because it was popular. Yeah. I don't think she did drag because she wanted clout. She genuinely wanted to be a drag queen. And she did it when it wasn't popular. Mm-hmm. She also... She gives me the flavor and the essence mm-hmm. of a steel tongued. I'm ready. Yeah. I am ready to read you the filth uh-huh. um, kind of drag queen. And she doesn't have the same outfit polish as all other Definitely girls not. who watch RuPaul's Drag Race. She doesn't have the makeup polish as someone who has been watching RuPaul's Drag Race. It's mm-hmm. like she's she is the best drag queen, but she hasn't done a refresher course. <laughs> I like I like that as a, as a, as an idea. Like clearly from this entrance look. I mean, it's 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 I mean, a bit basic. It's a sparkly black dress with with a pink fox first doll, hopefully faux. Um but we see some amazing footage, and it's, I love the fact that it's clearly videotape yeah. from about 20 years ago. Because that's when, yeah, because yeah, yeah, that's when yeah. she started, and but that, that was I, before Drag Race. It completely backs up what you're saying, that, and she's performing fantastically. So I really hope her runways don't let her down. And I hope They will let her down, but go they, on. They will let her down. Her makeup will let her down. <laughs> her runways her will let her down. Gonna let her down. I just hope that her performance and her flavor speaks. I hope so too. Do you know what it is? It's... 
It's the same queens. Like she is a queen that is like Bianca, mm-hmm. but Bianca at least knew fashion. Bianca and had she that had, she... added edge of having worked in like theatre and stuff, but so she could construct a costume. She could. Style the thing is, work. Bianca knew how to make one costume style very, very, well, very well and was able to apply it every week. She had the same makeup, so she didn't have to try new things. So she really just had to stick with that template. Apart from the time that she didn't use that harsh white line, how about it? It's yeah, not it, girl. It's not it. That's why I'm looking. <laughs> <laughs> don't steal that start marketing on CS, Chloe. I mean, that's. I want to see Tabitha not just go far. I want to see. I want to see an old school queen win, because I don't feel that you have to fit the RuPaul's Drag Race template mm-hmm. to be crowned as a winner. I think we need to start acknowledging uh, the traditions. Oh, definitely. Um, the queens who paved mm-hmm. the way or at least part of that. So I really want to see Tabitha win just for that. Again, like um, Vivaldi, I think it really, really depends what the show wants to do with her. Like, because she fits this archetype of the old school queen. Sometimes they get treated very badly like Kasha Davis. Sometimes they get treated really well like Poopy Poison. So... Let's see what the show wants to showcase, but I would love to see her in a roast in Snatch Game, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. You know, classic drag queen humor skills. Yeah, I'd love to see her um, reading the queens just in confessionals and in the workroom, mm. you know, just in general. Looks like she can lips from that video footage. She can lip sync the house sound boots as well. Absolutely. I want to see more. Um, talk to me about Love Masisi. Love this look. She's like... Tina Turner does Eggplant Friday dressed by Issey Miyake in that like plastic bodice. Wow. I know, right? Um, um, you know how some people name drop like Willem? <laughs> you fashion drop. <laughs> you fashion that, you know, you got the house of this, the house of that going on. <laughs> Go on. Do you know, the irony is I know very little about fashion. I just make out that I know more than I do. Fashion. Um, fashion. Fashion. Gucci. Pure Versace. Um, so love this entrance look and I love her energy I think she's super duper confident she's gorgeous I love this look it's really inventive it gives me the sense that she's she's fun um, she I just really really like her she gives me good energy I, I, got I, I, I get a real sense she could go far I got campy fun and mm. then I wrote with angry exclamation points mm-hmm. she's 43 she looks like she's in her early 30s are you kidding are you she that's 43 she's and that bone structure as well. Those 43. Cheeks. I can't believe it. She's gorgeous. She is drinking from the fountain of youth. <laughs> She's lapping it up. She is. You know in Hocus Pocus where they, where they kind of suck the, the youth <laughs> yeah. out of children? I think she's found... Or I think she knows how to do that. Death becomes her. She's, she, she went, Death becomes her. She, she went yeah. and met up with Isabella Rossellini. There it is. And she's got the potion. I just, yeah. And I, and I feel like she's probably one of the most responsible queens because their mm. outfit's very COVID-friendly. It's very <laughs> yeah. um, two meters. Please keep your, Built meter, in keep your two meters. Yeah, exactly. I feel it's very COVID-friendly. I think it's amazing think that's what how she's, she's going for. even mobilizing with that. I guess they're just kind of big inflatables hanging off a bit She reminds me of that Pokemon. What's the Pokemon with the really, really big ears? And it's oh. Like, um, the, the big ears. And it's... I always feel thing. like it's going to weigh her down, but it doesn't. Uh, what does she do? What type is she? Oh. <sighs> I'll think of it. Talk. Okay, okay. I'll think of it. But that's what I feel about Love Masisi. Talk to me about the Countess. The Countess. Now, she is fashion. The Countess is fashion. She, and she is the moment. Oh. Um, and she walks in this bright yellow, kind of like 60s Balenciaga, kind of Valentino gown. She has walked in from a function. And she was the belle of the ball, I'll have you know. Um, 
she's giving me real fashion queen vibes. Can she do more than that? We'll wait and see. Um, but like, she's kind of like, again, talking in archetypes, she's, she's a Miss Fame type, if you ask me. Look, whatever age that you see love must see hide, mm-hmm. the count is found. <laughs> she's 21. Um, she looks like Andy Warhol out of drive. 21. <laughs> Girl, I wrote, I wrote eleganza. I wrote posh. Mm-hmm. I wrote realness. But then I wrote urine yellow dress. It's not urine yellow, it's sunshine yellow. That is not lemon sherbet. That's urine mustard. It's not urine. It's not. It's a nice yellow. Tom, it's like a golden shower (laughs) on a gown. (laughs) You would know. (laughs) I also thought that she looks a bit like the Vina de Campo. Okay, I I got real Miss Fame vibes, but also like a bit of Max, because Max is into that kind of like aging up type of aesthetic. Mm, That's, yeah. She's classy. She's classy. She's a classy girl. That's all I got. I, I got classy, very max vibes. Her, like run, her runways are going to kill, I think. Okay, cool. She's giving opulence. Talk to... Okay, the only queen I knew of mm-hmm. before watching this is the next queen, and it's Vanessa Van Cartier. Yes, reigning Miss Continental. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I knew her from that. Um, love this entrance look. Very Mugler, Les Insects collection. Um in her kind of like PVC with the headpiece. Um, love it. She looks absolutely stunning. Um, important representation here as well, because she's walking into the room as a proud, beautiful trans woman, um, which um, th- like they do talk about, but I really want to become, I, I want that to be like not a thing in Drag Race. I want it, I want in Drag Race for it to be just like, she's a contestant. So what if she's a trans woman? She's a drag queen as well. Let her rock kind of thing. Yeah. I think that she's um, wearing an ant dress that's silky nutmeg inspired. Well, I think silky was going for that Mugler kind of insect she, collection. This is what it should have looked like, silky. I, I did think about putting that in a shady way on the throwback Thursday. I just feel I, didn't. I just feel like yeah, she looks gorgeous. She comes in as a rating Miss Continental, mm-hmm. and for those that don't know uh, Miss Continental, it is the biggest award. They're a drag queen. So I guess are the winners who've been or on trans Drag Race can get. I think it's a, the, the scene is actually quite dominated by trans women. Yeah. Um, and um, previous winners who've been on Drag Race include Brooklyn Heights and Nasha Lopez, mm-hmm. um, who are actually quite unusual for being, you know, cisgender men um, who have won Miss Continental. Miss Continental is. A big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, to, those who don't, to those who don't know um, what the Miss Continental is, it's a huge deal. Mm-hmm. It's humongous. And to come in as reigning yeah. um, Miss Continental is a huge, huge M and F and deal. It really, really is. And I, th- it, for that reason, uh, there's a lot of expectation on Absolutely. Vanessa as well. I, yeah. But she must have a very particular set of skills to... Yeah, to, to, and it's called winning, that. Tom. Mm. <laughs> and um, sue me if I'm <laughs> part of the house of Cartier. Sue me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'd love to be part of that house. Uh, yeah, I, I, I tell you what I like, and this goes back to me loving Tabitha. Obviously, mm-hmm. when you come in as Vanessa Van Cartier, you know that you're the shit. 
If you mm-hmm. went Miscontinental and you're coming into Drag Race, you know you're the shit. Mm-hmm. So obviously she feels like she is the shit. And she should feel like she is the shit. When she goes Beauty and the Beast, referring to Tabitha, I love that Tabitha was like, ah, <laughs> she did her scan. Yeah, yeah, And she's yeah. like, time for me to read. And she's like, okay, yeah. She, she just read her. What's she called? She's like, Vanessa... okay, uh, Vanessa Van Carbord with your fake teeth. <laughs> I was like, yes, that's it. And this is what I love. This yeah. is what I expect from old school drag. And I Quick I want more, I want more, I want more. I see Vanessa's narrative, I see her going far, I see her having the kind of classic pageant queen who finds her funny and steps out of her comfort zone, kind of, you know, and dares, dares to be not pretty kind of mm. thing. Oh, God, yeah. Mm. I love how they say dares to be not pretty, and it's it's still pretty. She just comes out with, like, one wonky lash. And oh, she's no, like, no, she comes out with, like, um, you know how, like, they have that tear, the mascara tear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, you're so brave. Yeah, the judge is like, we, you, we applaud your bravery. We are so brave. Yeah. They stand up and they clap, and we're so brave that you, you, you went outside of your comfort zone, and you, you went for ugly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you you had one like misplaced beauty spot. Oh my god! Yeah, you're embracing exactly. your ugly. We love it. The last queen to round up our lovely ten is Kitty Minaj. So Kitty Minaj walks in in this gorgeous kind of latex Balmain suit. Um, she reminds me of um, just something about the whole getup. Reminds me. Of, do you remember Eva Destruction on? Um, yes, uh, on Dracula Three. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's got like a quirky kind of out there kind of vibe. She, uh, I, 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 there's something cool about this girl. I really like her um, from the entrance. Love the outfit. This is mm. my second favorite outfit, so if good. not first equal with um, Punani, uh, my uh-huh. little puni. Do you know that there's a similar there's a similar aspect to them in terms of color scheme and um, choice of material. I just love this, and I just. I just love that she brings light to the realities of Grinder. She says, <laughs> I'm 27, dot, 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 on Grinder, <laughs> but I'm actually 40-something. And that's true. Like, when, like, you do not tell the truth on Grinder. If you're six inches, you're seven and a half or eight. <laughs> you know? That's what you do. When, you're, when someone says they're five, no, when someone says that they're five ten, mm-hmm. they're actually five seven. <laughs> yeah? And even if they are tall, even if they're like six two, they say they're six five. It's like nothing's nothing nothing's reality. Well, you know. What what lies yeah. Yeah, and speech, lies, speechless, frankly. Speechless. Lies speechless. and lies. <laughs> Grinder. I mean, if you're bored, just download it and just have your fun. It is a fun game to play. <laughs> Be a catfish. It is it's fun. I, I love, love the fact there are at least four queens um, 40 and above in this. Yeah. Which is actually shockingly unusual. Especially how we talked about ageism with mm. Pandora Box saying that ageism wasn't discussed that much. And mm. then they were like, fine, we'll cast them in Holland. Are you happy, Pandora? Please, please, calm down. Tommy's are our 10 queens. Mm-hmm. We've done speed dating. Just from this, I want you to give me your top four. Just um, from this... this the fashion that you see, the energy that yeah. you felt from them. Give th- me your top four. I think I can do that. Love Miss Isi. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say Vanessa Van Cartier. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say uh, maybe Keita Minaj. Mm-hmm. Maybe My Little Puny. That's four. Okay, cool. My top four, just from my first impressions, the fashion and the energy that mm-hmm. I read is going to be Tabitha. Mm-hmm. All the way Tabitha. I love it. Vanessa Van Cartier, just because of the fact that she's reigning, it's mm-hmm. like I can't help but have a little bias because I know that she's good because of that. Uh, My Little Pony, 
because I love the outfit, I love the makeup, and she just came across as confident and lethal. The last <laughs> queen I'm going to say will have to be um, the last queen. Kita Minaj. Kita, Kita Minaj. Mm-hmm. Those are my top four queens. Yeah? Love it. There's some overlap there. All right. Defo. So uh, I guess we get to continue watching now and see what else we see and what else we like and yes. what happens yes. and all that stuff. Yes, please. All right. So first of all, we found out what the challenge is. The challenge is they're doing a talent performance. Yes. And again, to have it outside of All Stars, A is amazing, but B mm-hmm. is something that's quite new. The first time we saw it was Drag Race Down Under. Yeah. And I just want to go back to when they announced on Drag Race Down Under. They mm-hmm. were like, you're going to be doing a talent performance. <laughs> and then who was it? Who was the um, the queen who had the very, very... Severe makeup, the one with all the. She was. Um, she had. A, she was top two. She had the best record. What was your name again? Scarlett. Scarlett. Scarlett was like, it can't be a talent performance. And I'm like, girl, you packed the pole. Exactly. She whipped out a. <laughs> yeah. Girl, pole. you packed the pole. How did you not know you were doing a talent <laughs> show? Like, come off it. So. <laughs> We got a talent performance here. We're going to be looking at that, and of course, we're going to be dissecting very quickly mm-hmm. their performances, talking about what we like, what we don't like, and how we rate them. But we had some few interesting discussions in we the did. workroom that we felt like we needed to have a, a little talk, a little chat about. We had a, a couple of little tidbits, like finding out that um, uh, Puni and Kita are exes. But I think like the most interesting discussion was between well, Fred was there too. Love Fred Van Leer, by the way. It's so good to see Fred oh, back again. We can't. I, I've seen it time and time again. Fred, Fred Van Leer is probably one of the best hosts. Could Fred and Supreme just like do a little show together? That'd be fab- fabulous. I mean, that would be great, but I think Fred Van Leer could hold one on, on oh, her definitely. own. Fred Van Leer is iconic. Um, she absolutely is. She definitely is. Let's. Um, so, yeah, so Tabitha and Vanessa, it was an interesting conversation. It has come up before, and I think really, you know, RuPaul has brought up this topic before RuPaul made some comments that garnered a lot well let's spell it out so it's about trans women competing on drag race and whether they have any kind of unfair advantage by virtue of being trans women RuPaul made that comment a long time ago uh, um, in the magazine in an article in the magazine and there's a strong backlash I remember when I read it Mm -hmm. and I remember reading it before it was even an issue I remember Mm -hmm. I was I was at work I was working in London and I was reading the magazines as I do Mm-hmm. And I remember, I remember this. Oh, there's an article report, and I read the article, mm-hmm. and then the second I read it, mm-hmm. I was like, "This is such a." I mean, I I understood what RuPaul was saying, mm-hmm. and we all have to remember that when the era mm-hmm. that RuPaul was brought up. Mm-hmm. It's very different. Not too different because trans women were around them, but the of idea of what a drag queen was is still kind of different. That was probably maybe a bit more rigid, maybe a bit more specific. I, I was always surprised by Rue's comments in the sense that she she did grow up with, with trans women. Exactly, and yeah. And um, I... I Personally, I think the sep- the attempt to separate trans women from drag culture is, is artificial and yeah. unenforceable, and um, it 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 is disrespectful to their legacy yeah. as the trans women who were trailblazers and are trailblazers. Um, so that's basically what I think. Having said that, like 
we're not we're not quick to cancel people we're open-minded people and i we do i think it's interesting to hear both sides of the debate even if you don't agree with both sides so in this case we hear tabitha who's an old school queen say that she says it quite bluntly um that she feels that vanessa by virtue of being a drag queen has an unfair advantage because of specific things like a trans not a drag queen. sorry being a trans woman who is a drag queen yeah um who um she doesn't have to do things like wear a breastplate or tuck although i do think that's very presumptive of her she does not know whether mm. vanessa has to tuck or not or wax exactly yeah no, no. Can I just say this? Mm-hmm. I don't feel Tabitha had the same views as reported in the article. Mm-hmm. I think what Tabitha was saying was you have a advantage mm-hmm. that I'm envious of. I, that's what I feel yeah, like Tabitha okay. was saying. I don't think Tabitha is transphobic. I don't think Tabitha I don't has think any, we want to level th- like yeah. things like that. I, I don't, I don't think that she's got any issue with this. She's just saying, girl... We're in the same competition, and it's you, it's so mm. you don't have to do this, you don't have to do that, and of course that's going to be an advantage. But so was that taller person than you in basketball, and so she, was that shorter person who's a weightlifter. Everyone's going to have their own advantages, but I don't yeah. think that she's saying that because you're a trans girl that it's cheating. I'm just saying that. Yeah. I think she's acknowledging that. Oh, you know, you do have a little things that are going to make it easier for you to transform, but it doesn't mean yeah. that it's necessarily something that's going to make you better. Yes, I think yeah. that- which I think is what it comes down to. There may be certain aspects, um, like you know, not having to wear a breastplate or whatever, that might make her looks or her transformation just that little bit more polished, or there's a step that she doesn't have to take or something. But um, you know, in Drag Race, you have to have a set of skills to get far that being a trans woman has nothing to do with. Absolutely, you've got to be funny, versatile, polished. The rest of it, quick, witty. Uh, and also, I think Tabitha, the note to end on, which I think is a really good note to end on, is that she thinks Vanessa being a part of the competition is very important and good for the image of Holland in the sense that Holland is well known for being a very open and inclusive society and very Absolutely. progressive. Um, and so it, I think it's very, very in keeping with the, the tone of Dutch culture to have a trans woman, of course, c- compete in, in Drag Race Holland. Mm. And so... Like, I really hope, I really, because we know what the fandom can be like. I really hope nobody's kind of like leveling all kinds of crap at Tabitha for voicing her opinion in this situation. Agree with it or not, that, you know, the note that they ended on was that she loves and respects Vanessa and is glad that she's part of the competition. The note that they ended on as well is that the conversation wasn't behind her back. Yeah, yeah. It's a, you have to understand that when a conversation like that's behind someone's back, yeah, mm-hmm. it, is, it, is, it can be quite malicious. Yeah. But this was her saying to her, mm-hmm. and what I feel like is romper room um, shade. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what? You know how like the girls kiki in, in the changing rooms mm-hmm. while, they get, while they're putting their makeup on before they're going out to do a, a show? Mm-hmm. That's what they. It's how they talk. It's it's the it's the shade that she, they throw at each other. They're like, girl, you got, you know. She came out to one of the other girls and said that she was skinny. Kind of do you eat? But you don't joke about that. Yeah, don't joke about that. You don't joke about that. <laughs> Why are you gonna go straight to negative? I, I I think I think she's one of those kind of like quite mouthy gobby queens who's just gonna say what comes to her head, and it, some people may perceive it as offensive. 
Um, but to her, it's her way of throwing a bit of shade and having a bit of fun in the workroom. Yeah. I liked Tabitha, and I, there were, I don't think there was any malicious intent. I don't think there was malicious intent. Uh, in no way did she say that she should not be part of the competition. And they, they ended up laughing together with yeah. their comment about Aqua Person in the they pool, did. and so they right. clapped hands. So yeah. It was just like it was. There was a. It was a key key. Yeah. It was a key key, and it wasn't a. Oh, you you know, yeah, it wasn't get out of this competition. Exactly, like yeah, you're yeah. not a real. It wasn't that. So no. I thought that was really good for us to have a chat about. Another thing that we want, I wanted to have a chat about, mm. was this thing called the Milkshake Festival. Tom. <laughs> it looks really good, doesn't it? And I, I would like to go there. Let's go to Milkshake when the things are okay and we can travel. Mm-hmm. There's places that I definitely want to go to, and it's. I mean, I've always wanted to go to Amsterdam. I was supposed to go fun. there. So many times with some friends in London, mm-hmm. but every time something happened, something always happened, yeah. and we had to delay it. And then when we had to go again, then this pandemic happened. I really want to go to Amsterdam. So, ugh. I mean, we got tickets to see Janae JK and Sarah Jean, and they're postponed delayed, twice. Yeah. They're supposed to come to Liverpool, they're postponed mm-hmm. twice. So now we're seeing them again in September. So, yay, hopefully that happens. I'd love to see them. Anything to support these queens, you know, yes. do our part. Really looking forward to seeing them. Uh, and also, I did want to. I did want to talk about Juicy Couture. Now, Juicy Couture has not performed before, and there's a lot of things that you can say about it. And there's one side of the argument that says there's so many other drag queens mm-hmm. who are actually doing drag in terms of performances and getting out there, who are more than Instagram, who are more than mm-hmm. social media, that deserve a platform here. You know what? The facts are facts. She's on the show. They've chosen her. I think it's really brave of Juicy Couture to have her first performance on probably the biggest plum stage yeah. for drag in these days. One of the biggest stages on RuPaul's Drag Race in front of millions of people. Um, I think this is really brave of her to do that. I I think the the show all very cocky. One yeah. of them. The show should <laughs> represent a good cross section of what drag is, and like social media drag is a growing. Uh, part of drag so of course it needs to be represented I will say Juicy's getting a lot of screen time this episode and so is Tabitha that makes me kind of worry for them they're either winning or going home let's have a look at the performances Mm. it's a talent show that's awesome let's have a look the first performance the name Vivaldi (laughs) discuss Vivaldi we we always seem to get a burlesque performance don't we we've had Ben LaCram Roxy Roxy Andrews who is here to make it clear um and so she this was fun and comedic um i thought the reveals were really clever there's the wig there was the duster there was the skirt um i thought overall fun campy silly enjoyable if i'm going to be really critical i think some of the um removals of garments were a bit kind of clunky or something and there was a cut when she was taking off the skirt that made me think they were disguising something oh oh I thought that it was a reveal. Mm. Ponder reveal, ponder reveal, ponder reveal. Mm-hmm. I I mean, I thought it was silly. I thought it was cute. I thought it was funny. And it was, yeah, it was there. It happened. I liked the outfits. It, it reminded me of Ketamine. Her reveal Her show. Her reveal yeah. show. Yeah. And I loved Ketamine. And mm-hmm. I think that this was... Cute and safe. It wasn't just a reveal. She had a bit of character and personality. Yeah. That, you know, that campiness that made it a bit a, a bit more elevated. I think, you it know, was okay. if I'm thinking of girls like Roxy and Dela, 
Vivaldi could have pushed it a little further in terms of like performing it instead yeah. of just doing reveals. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It was literally just a walk reveal camp, yeah. and it wasn't. This is it. I don't feel like it was a performance. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a fun runway. The best reveal was the wig, actually. Yeah. Because it's the most unexpected and kind of like, ooh, fun, yay. Okay, cool. Do you want to give a star system here? Oh, you know, I'm, I'm bad with star system. I give everybody four. Okay. <laughs> just, I just do. But you gave everyone four. No, you gave everyone five. Four or five. And then all, and of, then then all of a sudden you added more numbers to it. And it's like, <laughs> girl, what are you doing? Okay. Um, I want to get, look, well, let's give it a... A gold, silver, bronze. They all basically it means that they all get awards. Yeah, but it depends what kind of okay, award that so, they get. Awards for everyone. It's so yeah. positive. I'm gonna give her a silver. 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 Yeah. Okay. Snap. Ivy Elise mm-hmm. doing some kind of contemporary scarf. I, I dance. Isn't it basically poi? No. Wasn't she doing something similar to poi? No, poi is different. Okay, it's very different. Okay. Huh. Okay, look, can I be honest? Yeah. I, I thought it lacked everything. Okay. I don't think that the fashion was good. I don't think that the wig was good. I saw, and I know this is obvious, I saw a man in a wig <gasps> makeup. And man, look, she's a man with one eye. She's a man with one eye. Like I was like, I was looking at her jealous of her body. <laughs> I was looking at her going, damn, I want those shoulders. Damn, I want those biceps. And I'm like, hold up, hold up, hold up. I want to go drag performance. Uh, it was, um, drag comes in all shapes and sizes. I know it does. And that's the size I want to be. <laughs> I was envious of her body. So I was like, okay, cool. I, I didn't, I just saw a flinging of materials. I didn't see anything. Dif- there was no difficulty mm-hmm. in anything for me. I didn't see anything that made me go, oh, even if it was a new, if it, even if it was a new form of performing arts, there was nothing in it that made me go, I want to do that. Yeah. It was... I, I didn't make me want to take it up. I didn't want me to try experiment in my next performance with that kind of movement. <laughs> I just felt like, okay, cool. I'm going to, sorry, the cat's going oh, crazy. God. Cleaner. Um, you go, Lily. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I think I've got a similar vibe to you in the sense that I wasn't super duper massively impressed. I like the idea of doing something different with this kind of like flaggy, I'm not going to call it poi anymore because clearly it's not sort of performance. Um, I agree with you that the um, the dress was kind of basic. It was like a Tina Burner cast off, basically. It was over very quickly. Um, and she looked like super duper serious, like she was concentrating really hard. So I didn't get like lots of joy off her or anything. Um, and I don't know what the message was either. Something about a phoenix, something about fire. I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah. Oh. So um, nice idea. Not the best execution. Giving her a bronze. It's a bro- You know, she's still on the podium. <laughs> she's on that podium. She's on the podium. It was a bronze. Yes. Now, my little puny gold, gold. It was gold, really gold, good. gold, gold, gold. This is our best so far of three. Uh, this was <laughs> this is uh, this is a performance. This it was is very, very a good. performance. It was very exactly. Yeah. Now, 
We've seen other pole dancings in the the drag race. Pole the, dancings. Um, we've seen, we've two, seen at least two others. Well, one's debatable. One pole <laughs> dance was Scarlett Adams, and Scarlett Adams did a phenomenal job. Whatever else one may think about Scarlett, she was very, very she was, good. That was that very good. Challenge. Now we saw Shay Coulee in All Stars, and I want to talk about that because everyone's like, actually, Shay Coulee was the first pole dancer. No, 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 no. She danced. She around danced around the, the pole. pole. <laughs> she the. the there was a pole on stage when she was dancing and I think she maybe touched it once or twice but there was nothing about it that would for me that I would ever call that a pole dance what I think with Shay was she's such a phenomenal queen who could have done probably 10 other things she chose to do something edgy that she unfortunately wasn't the best at it was it was bland it was yeah. boring and I don't I don't I really don't like that performance that Shay Coulee did because that wasn't pole dancing and I think people who do do pole dancing the were doo-doo. watching that they were watching that going, are you serious? That was nothing. So let's refocus on Puni. What did now you like about the performance? Now let's go to Puni. I liked Puni's performance from the get-go. I yeah. loved the the way she attacked the movement. I, I loved the way that she kind of danced with the pole before mm-hmm. really jumping on it. So there was that kind of lead into the whole climax, which was the pole and the movement. I love that there was choreography. Mm-hmm. I love that she had backup dancers. And then I love that she went back to the pole. Yeah. The movement, the musicality. I feel like this was a great performance for My Little Pony. And this was this was great. Tim, I think you, you described it really well during Scarlett's performance. There's a thing in pole dancing where you look something make something that's very, very difficult look effortless. Yep. And I think she, she managed that. Like she had like amazing body tension. Yeah. And she did that um, upside down butterfly and it was all really, really good. The control she had. And another thing, the good thing about um, when there's a performance with props, mm-hmm. especially when the prop is a pole, what you don't want to do is make it look like you're trying to yeah. do something. And and that's what I liked about her performance was the confidence and the way that she attacked that pole. That pole was moving. Yeah, was. And she did not show fear. That pole good. was moving. And I, I'm like, oh, oh my God. But mm. I wasn't afraid because she wasn't afraid. She yes. told me, I, I'm in control of this <laughs> pole. That is a power bottom. On a, <laughs> she, she knows that she Every is... Good power- more than a pole knows how to handle Ex- a pole exactly you know? and she yeah. i mean <laughs> so this is a definite gold very for good me. very good puny gold tom yes gold thank gold's you. all around now reggie b is doing a um a rap a rap a rap perform an original an original rap performance mm-hmm. and it was live as well was it i think so yeah, yeah. there was some backing vocals and she pulled her. That was like the more chorusy bit, but the, I didn't believe the rap itself. I thought it was live. I, I thought it. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I think it was very. You know, I, meh. It was. It was okay. I see where you're coming from. I. Do you know what? I, I wish she'd rapped in Dutch. Yeah, I think it would. I think it would have been probably flowed better for her. I think it would have been easier for her maybe um if i don't know I, I i'm no rap expert but i don't think the flow was amazing uh the lyrics were funny uh and i liked the energetic dance at the end and she flinged her wig about a bit yeah what i think could have made this performance better is backup dancers yeah so how come she didn't have any but 
um, Puni did. Maybe they brought their own. Maybe she was asked, but she didn't. I think with backup dancers, it could have, it could have made her feel like an actual um, lead star. Mm. Like, you know, Beyonce is amazing, but when Beyonce is on stage with backup performers, she doesn't have one or two usually. She has an army, oh, yes. and the army just amplifies not only the performance, not only the energy, but it makes it makes her shine so much brighter because mm-hmm. she has the power and, and they are behind her. They, yeah. you know, so it gives her a bit more credence. It gives her a bit more mana. Yeah. And I just mm-hmm. don't think I didn't, I didn't see a solo artist. I didn't see a, a, a grand performance. I just, you know, I was like, okay, that's cute. Okay, cool. Mm. I, I applaud her for, for trying something a bit different, but ultimately for me, this is a bronze, I think. It's a bronze, absolutely for me. We love you, but it's, it's a bronze girl. Now, it's my personal favorite, uh, Tabitha. Mm-hmm. She has your heart. And when I say Tabitha is my favorite, it's a drag queen. Now, let's look at the performance. Mm-hmm. Tabitha chose to do a salsa performance, mm-hmm. and I thought it was very... Uh, 101 i'm not gonna lie mm. it was 101 it was i've done a few classes i enjoyed yes. it and i'm going to that was the feel I perform got. it on stage on rupaul's drag race i i sensed that i mean it wasn't a confident performance it wasn't it felt a little as michelle Fassage might say temporary yeah it was very it was I could see her counting. I can see her looking at the partner for cues. Yeah. I could see the, okay, it's coming up. It's coming up. Okay. Mm. I I could see the tension in her body and the tension came because she was very, obviously she was tense, but she was, she wasn't sure. She wasn't confident in the movement. When you're confident, like you're loose and you're letting your body flow and the turns are so fluid, and the spotting is there, and the elegance is there, and salsa is it's just sex. Like, salsa is a partner dance mm-hmm. where I need to feel like it's an invasion of privacy, but Ooh. you're allowing me you're in. You're a voyeur. Yeah, you have to. You are a voyeur when you watch salsa. Yeah. It's an intimate uh, and a very sexual, it can be a very sexual dance, but ultimately you are a voyeur, and mm-hmm. you're being allowed well, to watch that. this romance. And I just felt Get like... binoculars. I felt like I needed to step in and help her out. I was mm. like, girl, are you okay? Yeah, we saw some stuff up. Good on you for um, giving she it a go. On. Yeah. She didn't. You, she didn't flop, but it wasn't a fluid... Uh, uh, it wasn't a seamless performance. Seamless. 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 Lord McLean. Um, the thing for me was that the charisma we saw in the workroom did not translate to this performance. And it just made me feel like she's trying something new. It's not her forte. She, she did a couple of salsa classes the other week and this is what she's doing. Um, I liked how, uh, you know, her hair and her outfit, the spins and stuff that looked lovely as it kind of flowed. Um, it's cause she had that lovely beaded dress on. Um, and I applaud her for doing something. I found myself saying this quite a lot. I applaud her for trying something new. I wish she'd done some stand-up or some something hostessy, something in that vein that was probably her forte. Because of my bias, I'm giving her a silver. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry, I'm a hypocrite. Because but of I... my lack of bias and my pure objectivity and my inherent fairness, because that's who I am, I'm going to give her a bronze. Well, I want to give her, I would give her bronze, but it was actually better than the other bronzes I gave. It was better than the mermaids, um, Ariel Versace. Okay, okay. It was better than that. Okay. I, Can we give her a bronze and a half? 
Isn't it between bronze just and give, silver? No, I'm, I'm just, that's why I'm giving it a silver. I'm giving it a silver, Tabitha. I'm giving it a silver because you know what? Good on you. You, you did, know what? You're you the- did choreography. You 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 did the homework. You worked hard. You didn't try to wing it. I felt like you tried to push yourself because you knew you were coming to the show. And I'm a hypocrite, so I'm giving you a silver. Yeah, uh, this I'm not. Don't expect me to put a poise on you. I'm not going to keep saving you, girl. Okay, it's not. This is not Drag Race España. So this is the only one I'm giving you. But I did. I enjoyed it. You're the dance expert, so I'll capitulate to your opinion. Thank you. Now, love Masisi. The lovely love Masisi. So, did um, you love Masisi? I thought this was cool. This is fun. This is cute. Um, so, I think she was singing live. Do you think she was singing live? Let's just say. Until we're told otherwise that it's live. I mean, if I th- they're holding a mic, I'm gonna assume it's live until I until I, someone tells me I'm not. Even though not. the vocals were really good, I felt like there was one or two little cracks that just told me that it was live. Um, she came out and performed an energetic dance song. She looked like Grace Jones at Studio Fifty Four. Yes, um, there's a lot to like about this. I really, really enjoyed it. It was one of the better performances so far. Um, for me, if Tabitha is getting a silver, she's getting a gold. We can't start playing this game. Can't we? Or can we? We can't, Because I Tom. am. Because I am. Well, you can't say just because that was a silver, that's a gold. Look, well, I, no, because I think this is better than let me break. Let me break it down. <laughs> the on. The vocals were unique. Mm-hmm. The vocals were unique to her. I'm not. I, I don't want. You don't have to come out sounding like Beyonce. You don't have to come out sounding like Cher. But come out, come out with your own sound. Yeah. And I believe that this is her sound. And I'm not gonna say that it, it wasn't good because she a she wasn't flat. She was no. on. She was on key. I thought there was every nice soul time. to her voice. Yeah, it, yeah. W- it was a very full bodied yeah, vocal. Yeah, really, really was like it's a, a lovely like, full bodied mellow. Of course, yes. Every, mm. every, to make sense to you, I have yes. to include a wine, don't I? Yeah, and then you get it. I um, her performance was confident. She looked mm. stunning. She had great movement. I'm not giving her a gold because the previous one was silver. I'm giving it a gold because I felt like it was a gold performance. Okay, so there's no point. It wasn't a strong gold, but it was a gold. Okay, well, she's gold. Yeah, gold. It was a gold. Always believe in your soul. Gold. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> now the next performance is the Countess mm. playing a ca- a classical piano piece. Yes, almost as good as Silky, uh, her <laughs> All Star talent. Almost, almost a almost. joke. Um, it was gr- look. First of all, she looked amazing. She was like a that, M- Mugler model at exactly. Side. I was going to say that. Mm. So let me finish. She, she looked like a Mugler model from <laughs> Fair Side. <laughs> Um, yeah, from Fair Side. Thank you. Versailles. I just think that the dress was amazing. The yeah. wig, the piano piece was. Ob- I mean, I'm guessing it was amazing. I am no no pianist, but it sounded. I'd love it if somebody could tell us um, what the piece was. To, I'm no pianist, but Bach. To, was it? Oh, she said she's going to do Bach, didn't yeah. she? Yeah. Thank you. I, to, I'm no pianist, but it sounded to me like it was a very intricate piece that I believe might have been difficult to play. You know, it's not like she was like, this little lad of mine. You know, much as I actually really enjoyed Silky's performance, this seemed intricate and um, she looked stunning. And for me, this is a full on gold. I love it when the girls do something really different and when they show a real talent. This is something she clearly has worked on for years. She has developed this skill and she's incredibly talented. I love it. I thought you. 
like Thor. Underrated Queen of the Century, Thor. You thought you mean? Now I would have given it a gold, but she had no nails. <laughs> and if you're not doing nails, you're, you're not, not doing drag. So I'm going to have to give it a bronze because, <laughs> no. like Janae JK, it's very meh. You, I know Janie's sitting there being a hater. I love it. No, 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 no. That I'm with her. It was very meh because <laughs> no. I think Janae as well saw that she wasn't wearing nails. Well, so, with her laser vision. I mean, I, I could. That's a gold. That that very solid much gold. is a solid gold, but uh, yeah. She's a solid gold dancer. Great. Performer. Performer. <laughs> now, Juicy Couture. Me first, you first, who first? Uh, I'm happy to go first. Um, so, I mean, it was a fun little idea. She did this kind of like spoken word. We always joke about every week. This is what the fashion queens do, isn't it? They kind of like talk and pose. Um, they do milk. They do Naomi. They do all that sort of thing. Um, th- there was some fun elements to this. Like, I like the little side eye she gave the girls at the beginning. That was funny. The rest of it felt kind of underconfident. And for a girl who was rapping about, like, fashion and posing, her walk was terrible. Looked like her first time walking in high heels. Absolutely. Um, the the crowd were really, really enjoying it. And I was a little bit lost as to why. I wondered if something was lost in translation or something i don't know because the lyrics weren't uproariously funny um and that's kind of about it oh and there was a really distracting hole in her armpit as well okay yeah like, she, i'm putting her arm up and it's like there's a hole in your cat suit in your armpit love. so what are you gonna give her bronze for me okay cool. i'll start i'll tell you what i like i, I actually didn't mind the performance tom i actually enjoyed it tom, tom. i enjoyed it more than you and i'll tell you why she was very open about the fact that she is this. She's not. Uh, she's someone who is a social media queen. Mm-hmm. All I do is pose and don't care what you say. So she wasn't trying to be like a superstar. She she basically said, "I know I'm a social media queen. This is my first performance, and what?" And mm. I think even though this is her first performance, I thought it was cute and better than some of the other girls. It felt a bit like Amateur Night she, to me. That was my problem with it. But a lot of them looked like Amateur Night. And it, it was very Amateur Night. Absolutely was Amateur Night. But it was very open Amateur Night. Like, <laughs> I know I'm not a pro. I am not a pro. But here, I'm going to pose. It sounds to me like her audacity appealed to you. And like her honesty and her realness in among the performance. So I, I think I'm probably gelling less with that. And I'm being a bit of a bitch troll from hell and just being mean. No, 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 no. I, th- I think, I think I, I, I like the fact that she was really open. And I like that she, even though it's the first time she had dances, I, that she gets, she put some effort into choreography and uh, she tried to make posing a thing, which was cute. You're very right. I feel like this is the first time she's walked in heels. Definitely. But she's... she still tried to dance in it. And it was something in there that was a bit like, oh, she's really trying. So I'm going to have to give her either a strong bronze or a, or a weak silver. You, you can hover in that area if you like. I'm giving her a bronze. Okay. I'm going to just above a bronze. You're on the podium, girl. You're yeah. on the podium. You're there. Okay? You're there. You're just like trying to balance between like, the Derek two. Barry, everybody gets the prize for turning up, darling. Yeah. She gets like the rookie award, you know, the, <laughs> the most improved. Okay, next screen. Vanessa Van Cartier. Mm-hmm. Now, she did a kind of uh, poet, uh, poetry, spoken poetry 
what do you call that? The closest thing spoken I can, word. The, yeah, the thing I can think of that's most closely resembling is Maria Balenciaga. Exactly in All Stars Five, um, and similar in theme in the sense because Mariah was talking about um, Black Lives Matter stains on the wall. Yeah, stains from the. I loved that. Mariah's is incredibly powerful. Vanessa's theme it struck me was more the rights of LGBT people, but particularly trans people probably. And I think there were some lovely elements to this and a really strong message. She looked gorgeous. I love this kind of like gothic silent movie star thing she had going on. Um, I There were lots lots of bits that I liked. The one bit that was a bit funny about was kind of like when she just pushed the door open. I was like, I wish that would be more of a moment, like like you'd found a key or something. Because it was a bit like, why are you in the cage? You could push the door open. <laughs> like, come on, girl. Yeah. Use your brain. Um, are you even locked? <laughs> know, if you can right? just easily walk out? Like, Vanessa, the door was open all along. Like, you could walk out. So... Apparently, it's really easy for freedom. Know, right? In order to be free, you just got to open the door, girl. Yeah. But having said that, it was a, it was a great message. It was, some, it was something unique. And she looked beautiful. And I enjoyed her movements and stuff. And the words were powerful. So I'm going to give her a silver. Okay. I thought that this probably was one of my weakest performances. Okay. It was someone in a cage who walks out of the cage and then grabs a rose. <laughs> That that to me <laughs> think is not of a the symbolism. Yeah, but the symbolism could be. I wanted to see the struggle in the cage. I mm-hmm. wanted to see you fighting in the cage. I wanted you. T- I wanted there to be a difference between the energy in the cage and the energy out because yeah. I felt like it was too similar. Mm. You should. There should have been a manic kind of desperation. There should have been yeah. a fight for you trying to reach it, that there's no way out. Again, to w- the way she just walked out, it was just one one soft note from the walking inside of the cage, the walking out of the there cage. There more joy so on was, the outside. Yeah, there was, mm. there was no, I thought nothing. Like be- I know how this could look. The thing is, I know how this could look. I've seen this a thousand times. I've seen this a thousand times in so many dance performances. Mm-hmm. I've seen I've seen it done so many times. I've seen someone inside a globe. I've seen someone inside a cage. I've seen someone who's been um held down. I've been so, someone who's been strapped in a bed. Mm-hmm. I've seen so many ways that um this message has been done, and so many ways it's been done so powerfully um mm. that it's it this it didn't translate. It no, really didn't. It was, I think this was really weak. Okay. It okay. was. I, I do appreciate what you're saying. Um, and then when she picked up the rose, I would have seen, like, seen a bit more. Just, like, could have been a can of tuna or anything, really, couldn't it? It's like, oh, I found this item. Um, I, I do know what you mean about the energy and the lack of change in energy. Just, yeah. I've, I, I have seen this performance done. This yeah. is if you've been to any dance show or any performance where there's a struggle, a dance performance where there's a struggle for freedom or a struggle of finding yourself or a struggle of getting to the other side, you've seen this done so many times. And so have I. I didn't see the theatrics, I didn't see the passion, I didn't see a clear change of her going through certain emotions. Okay, okay. At all. There was there was no journey. There was no journey for me, and it was it was a pretty it was a pretty queen mm-hmm. who um, was just out of reach from the rose inside the cage. So then she walked outside of the cage, and then she grabbed the rose. I mean, that's what I saw. Okay. Take away every take away the words. If I 
a lot of the times dance is done without poetry. Mm-hmm. So when you see a dancer, they show you the poetry through their movement. I'm like, oh, they can't get out of there. And you can see the anguish. You can see their bodies. They, you can see the emotion. It just, it just seeps out of their pores. I didn't see anything like that here. Yeah, okay. I completely you, appreciate everything you're saying. The poetry could have been um, something completely different. It could have been like a, a very upbeat song, something about like, it's sunny and a, a little girl is happy. And the same emotions that she showed there would have been there. It, it, it makes no difference. Her her movement and her emotions did nothing to help the poetry or to show a marriage between the poetry and the performance. Okay, okay, well, that that's fine. Your 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 opinion and what you've explained is entirely valid, and I completely appreciate what you're saying. I'm I I think yeah, lacking performance, strong message. I'm gonna I am I'm gonna stick to the silver. I don't think she's the worst of the night, but you do. I think I, I, it's a it's a bronze for me. Okay, it's a bronze. Sorry, sorry, Tom. Sorry. Well, you you know. Now, Keita Minaj, completely different. Mm-hmm. Gold. Yeah, this is super duper Gold. entertaining. Yeah, and showed a real level of skill. A magic trick done very, very quickly with lots of energy. There wasn't like, oh, what is she going to do? What is she going to do? It was performance. It was a very good dance, very good movement. Five, six, seven, eight. Bam, you've seen a magic trick. It's a flip. Mm-hmm. Done. Give me my crown. Give me my medal. <laughs> it very was very that. punchy, very up-tempo. Yeah. She had great stage presence. I was getting really like um, Cameron Michaels, but like confident Cameron Michaels vibes. Very, very confident, very um, energetic, very good stage presence. The magic presence. trick itself was good and impactful. Yeah. And like you say, she mixed it up with dance moves. It was sexy. Yeah. She had great interaction with the dancer. I think this is a gold too. This is really, really this good. This was a very quick gold. Yeah, it I was. liked it. It was kind of like punch, 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 gold. Punch, punch, gold. <laughs> and, the, and the award goes to... This mm. is real good, real good. Now, that was the performances. I already know who my tops and bottoms are, but Mm -hmm. let's see what the runway says. What can the runway contribute to the the conversation? So, My Little Pony comes out in a Libori-inspired look, and that's quite clear with kind of like the spikes on the helmet, the the mask, the the clashing kind of textures and textiles, and these these long uh, kind of things that can be offered. Very reminiscent of um, Jujubee's Club Kid look, which is also very Libori. I like this a lot. This is great. Very, very on theme. Love. Okay. I I love it too. Good. I'm glad. I like it. Anything else to contribute? It's my expert opinion. (laughs) Go on. So Reggie, I love, I really love like melody hair. So I like this hair on Reggie. Do you remember the David Bowie in Labyrinth is Jareth? Who? Okay. Um, But like, it's like that kind of hair. But like if Jareth was in the Jetsons and became a stripper. Um, So it's cool. It's cool. It's cute. It's cute. It's nice. It's nice. It's different. Definitely. Now, Vivaldi comes out in something um, really quite high concept, um, which I think is what we're going to have to come to expect from Vivaldi. Um, she's, she says it's very inspired by the 20s, and I get that in the hair because there's this kind of like a brushed out curls kind of effect that she's exaggerated and gone very kind of horizontal with it. Mm-hmm. The rest of the outfit doesn't give me a strong 20s vibes. When I think of the 20s, I think of like Art Deco, Art Nouveau kind of um flapper dresses that kind of thing i'm not getting that it's actually a bit more of a like quite structured mini dress with these like mugler type elements as a club kid or not 
It's probably Club Kid. Yeah, probably. I like the I like the color scheme. I like the the bright. I mean, it looks like an acid trip, and I'm yeah. here for it. It's I'm more eighties to me than twenties, you know. But whatevs. I who am I? I don't know. I don't know clubs. I don't know clubs. Next, I've got Ivy Elise. <laughs> it, this is like <laughs> sorry. This reminds me of. Uh, so I don't know why it reminds me of some version of um, Kennedy's Phoenix. Okay, so Kennedy's Phoenix uh, laid an egg, and this is what hatched out. The, yeah, it's okay. very there. It's a little bit. I can see the Lee Burry influences here as well because Lee Burry did this like um, super polka dotty look. Um, that was actually a comment on um, on um, the AIDS crisis at that time, and it was supposed to represent Kaposi's sarcoma. But anyway, um, but also it's like mixed in a little bit with Priscilla Queen of the Desert when they do the emu thing in that because she looks very ostrich or emu-y to mm-hmm. me in this. Not Phoenix. No, no, it's more of a... Trey didn't like the session. <laughs> no, not not that. No, but okay. I crystallized. I mean. To me, this looks like a character on a kid's morning TV show. I'm quite entertained by the fact that because of the lighting and stuff, her legs kind of disappear, so she looks like she's floating. Maybe that's part of the fashion. I think it's part of the fashion. Yeah. Okay. You like it or not? What do you reckon? It's cute, but it's not the best. Okay. Yeah. Tabitha? Um, so... <sighs> I, I'm not. I don't like this a huge amount, unfortunately. I think it's kind of like, I, I the idea is that it's kind of like, um, do you remember uh, Total Recall with the lady with three boobies? But it's like that taken to the nth degree. But it ends up being like a silly, like comedy, um, but like trashy kind of costume, like something you'd buy in Smithies. Like I feel like I've seen somebody wear this, and it's just like. Rawr. I'm not a big fan of this, I'm going to say. Look, we knew. We said the second that she walked in that runway, we said she's not going to have the best runways. She's not going to have the best makeup. And she's living up to that, isn't she? She is living up to that. I don't really know why like the white kabuki makeup is there either. Like, is, isn't, is there not Club Kid? Is there, I thought that's what she was going maybe for. Maybe that's the vaguest nod to Club Kid, I guess. It's, I just, I don't. You know what I don't understand is that she must have a lot of context. She must have coin she must have contacts. a lot of context, and she she couldn't reach out and be like, "Girl, can I? Can you make me something? Can you? Can I borrow this? Can someone yeah. give me a little bit of makeup stuff?" Like she couldn't have done that. <laughs> Come on, yeah, some sort of foundation palette. I want you to go with. I gave you a silver, girl. <laughs> I gave you a silver. Oh, okay, Juicy Couture. I, th- this looks kind of like cute, and I can see what she's going for. It's a very kind of like Dita Von Teese showgirl moment. Um, when I look at the elements of it, I feel like the bodice looks a little bit cheap. Like and cellophane? Yeah, like looks like it's been made out of actually tinfoil um, that's been colored in with a pink highlighter. And there's just not enough feathers on that back. Like, um, I, I know this isn't a fair comparison, but the last kind of like showgirl carnival feathered look I saw was Trinity K. Bonet um, in her tropical look, which was the most one of the most stunning things I've but ever also seen. But we had a feather look from Scarlett Adams on Down Under. Oh, I mean, again, that was just a very, very beautiful look. I'm just very like That was very Siegfeld Follies. I don't want to compare a drag a first time girl to someone who's done the tours, done the fame, and come back with money. I'd rather compare her to another queen who's walked in at first time. That's why I said Scarlett Adams. So if Scarlett Adams can do that, girl. The thing about our, our Juicy Couture is that she we, she can't. 
Photoshop more feathers on. She mm-hmm. can't add a filter to make that not look like cellophane. Or, or use a camera dress. perspective to exactly. make it look Exactly. She can't do that. Everything has to be what I, phenomenal. What I'd say about this look is that it's pretty but anemic. Yeah. Yeah. There's just not much That's there, all I gotta is say there. about that. Um, so, we've got Love Masisi, and I actually really love this look. She's giving me full on Grace Jones for the second time this episode. It's just something about her bone structure or something. She's just, she's going to give me a lot of Grace Jones, uh, which I'm always going to be here for. She's a little bit Studio 54, she's a little bit modeling for a liar. I love this. This is I, this is just really good, and I love her runway presentation and the wig reveal and stuff. She loves the stage. She does. She, she knows natural. how to work the stage. Mm. She knows that she is the shit. She knows she is sexy. That runway performance is it. very very good. It She's is natural. That. I love it. I love the performance. I love the look. I mm. mean, this girl. She is. She's fierce. She's fierce. So the Countess gives me um, Sexy Devil PVC. And I say it like every time, how many times have we seen a Sexy Devil on, on Drag Race? I always see him from The Power That's of Girls. That's exactly that. Um, but I love seeing him from The Power of Girls. But also, like I remember in Bananarama's Venus video, they did the Sexy Devil thing. Kelly Minogue's done it in Better Devil You Know. Um, so I feel like it's got all those like pop culture elements. There was... I can't remember the name. There was a Chinese designer from last year who did a very like demonic PVC show. So it's like a little nod to that as well. That was like full on Phantasmagoria. It was very, very beautiful, but dark. Um, I, I like this because it's very different to the other looks we've seen from the Countess. And this is highly polished, gave a good performance on the, on the runway. Very good. If you had taken a photo of her entrance look, mm-hmm. her confessions look, mm-hmm. and this runway look, I would not know that Mm. the same person. And I think that's what I love about her. She is not taking any chances. She's making the first episode count. She's saying that I can show versatility. Mm -hmm. I I walked in as myself. I gave you a performance that gives some of my essence, but I want to make sure that you know that I'm a versatile queen. She totes verse. And I love that about it. And I do see him. So yeah, absolutely. Everything that you said, I can him. You've got to say it in that kind of like um, sensual way and almost harmonize. Um, so up next, we have Vanessa Van Cartier. Um, love this red wig on her. Very Grace Coddington, very Myrtle Snow. Um, I really like this. The The bodysuit is a bit like Britney and Toxic, that kind of like celestial thing. When I see this kind of like moon like this, what it reminds me of is remember like, you know, like the sets in silent movies and they'd like the moon would have a face and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Gives me that kind of vibe. Oh, but also like I remember that, that was like a big thing in the 90s. Lots of lots of music videos like by Shakespeare's sister, and those kind of people. You know, when I was younger, I was too scared to look at the moon because I believed that the moon had a face and I, w- I would never look at the moon at night because I was always scared oh. of that. <laughs> But don't oh, it's not. It was it's like cute. I was very scared of looking at the moon. So I was like, I was like, I remember just like you know, you know, like when you're when someone you're does something, back, when someone does something really awkward and you try not to look at them. That was kind of like how I would the moon. She didn't was, want to make eye contact. The, yeah, the moon the was. Moon. Like, I'd be like walking at nighttime and the moon was out, and I'd be like just looking everywhere but up <laughs> oh, no. at the moon. Just don't make eye contact with yeah. the moon. <laughs> That's what I think. Um, yeah, uh, what's this look club kid? 
she said she was referencing Studio 54. I don't know that specific kind of nod to Studio 54, so please pardon my ignorance. So uh, that's a lot a lot of these themes have even been either been like Lee Bowery, um late eighties, early nineties club kid, or Studio fifty four. Do you know what disco this is Vanessa Bencartier. It's Studio fifty four. Oh, she says it's fifty four. It's fifty four. So yeah. She's the queen, I mean she way. knows what she's doing. Let's like you can't say that she doesn't. She looks this beautiful. Is, yeah. It's Vanessa Van Cartier. It's Vanessa Van Cartier. It's a French Brenet. It's a Van Cartier. It's a French so, yeah. yeah. Now Keita Minaj, for me, I think Keita has won this episode. This is a very, very good look. This look There are so is, many bits I of I don't know fashion, but this is giving me life. This An- is, whoa. Another kind of like Lee Burry-esque face keeny, but also it gives me very Gareth Pugh. Gareth Pugh often, well, there was a, a one runway show, I remember in particular, where it's very mask and like, uh, structured shoulders heavy and bu- like there's these bondage elements i love these big wizard sleeves amazing. the leopard the leopard with the black is so good gives me almost like a gucci vibe i love this like this is really really good this is very very fashionable um possibly my favorite of the week runway wise very very good so Let's. These are all the queens. We see the performance. We see the runway. We've got an essence for them. Mm. I'm going to tell you who my top two are. It is easily uh, Keita Minaj and My Little Pony. So interesting, considering we know they're friends and exes and have this history, ah, and yet they're, right. they're like these strong front runners already. I wonder why they broke up. Were they just too competitive with each other? <laughs> if there's that quote from Ab Fab, isn't there? It's like you can't have two two racehorses who are friends because they'll kick the shit out of each other. So a racehorse needs to be friends with a little donkey, darling. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's why we do so well in this podcast. You're the racehorse, darling. I'm the donkey. Go on. Um, so I'm just going to like recap on who I gave golds to, really, and that. Is that is Poonie. Um, it is um Masisi, it's Countess and Kita. Yeah. I think that's everyone I gave a gold to. And of the the looks of of, of Poonie and Kita really pushed them into the although I did love um love Masisi's as well. And the Countess. I'm happy for any of those four to win, to be honest. For me, the winner is either Kita Minaj or my little Poonie. Mm. Now, I wanna say that. And so the queens who did well in the challenge mm. did amazingly well to the point where I was like, gold, shit, yeah, gold, I it love. It was easy, wasn't it? And then the queens, but it was very polarizing in the sense that it was very easy for me when I didn't like someone. It was very, mm. I didn't like them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, I love these queens. I love the queens that we have. But when the performances were good, they were great. When the performances weren't good, they were bad. Yeah. So that's what I have to say about the performances. What I love, I can say that I'm going to love this cast. I think there's, there's uh, a group of talented queens. They're fab, aren't I can't they? wait to talk more and more about them every week. I think that they do have a great um, season one sisterhood to follow off mm. from. Yes. And I hope that they can keep up. I hope that yes. they can deliver the way that the season one girls. What did. I remember most strongly about season one was the runways. Fesh, yeah, the runways on season good, one was just like fuck. Yeah. Now my my bronze girls are um, Ivy Elise, Reggie B, and Juicy. So I I see any combination of those girls Absolutely. being the bomb, and their runways didn't save them. I want to say that Ivy Elise 
Is Ivy at least the sisters of Envy? Yeah, I think she's... For me, I'd put her in the bottom. I'd also put... Um, who else? Performance. I didn't like Vanessa Van Cartier. But it yeah, looked like everyone else did. Yeah. But then obviously my eyes different. Everyone... And no, I think it's perfectly valid. I think if that's what you think. I thought her runway was strong. I really liked her runway. Tabitha's, Tabitha might be in danger. Especially with that look. You're in girl. danger, girl. Tabitha, please don't go. Please, yeah, I need to see more. Yeah, we gave her a generous silver, really, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, please, I want the, to see more. The look, the look could put her in the bottom. Oh, gosh. All right. Are we ready to hear what they say? Okay, um, Tom, this is uh, longer. This was supposed to be a <laughs> drag race in a nutshell. You know, we agreed, okay, we're going to do a nice quick episode, a nice in a nutshell, drag race Holland. This is the longest episode we've done in over a year. Do you know what it's a sign of? We're enjoying these queens. It's clearly a great <laughs> yeah. cast. Let's just go through them quickly an hour and a half later. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, let's... I want to wrap it up real quickly. I want to say that the winner this week was exactly who I thought it would be, and it's Kitty Minaj, and well, it's very well, deserved. very well deserved. Absolutely well yeah. deserved. The bottom three, the bottom three was Juicy Couture, Ivy Elise, Ivy Elise, Reggie B, and Reggie B, and the lip syncs was between Juicy Couture and Reggie B. Two physical by Dula Peep. Now. <laughs> Why would you make them do a lip sync to physical after Trinity K. Bonet and Aganja literally TKO'd? Did one of the best lip syncs ever. Why would you do that? Well, Why this, would you do they were that? probably recorded around the same time. They probably didn't know. And it's just a very current pop song. And everybody loves Dooley Peep, don't they? Trinity Especially K. Bonet and Laganja are sitting at home watching this going... Oh, <laughs> Those poor oh, things. Those oh. poor th- They're in similar colour schemes as well. Because one's I want to say that it was pink. a very easy win for Reggie B. It was incredibly easy. Reggie B, like, I, I, her performance style was very kind of like feeling the music, bouncing about, giving lots of energy. Yeah. I liked when she got okay. the girls at the back clapping. And I mean, poor Juicy just didn't stand a chance. She it looked, was... It really looked like it was her first time on a stage. What was her second time? Yeah. It was It was a very easy win for Reggie B. There mm. was a confidence in there. I, I think part, part of their confidence comes from the fact that she knows that this is her first time on stage. So she knew that she could go all out. She knew she could win this. She had some little tricks. She can't wield. She was just determined to really assassinate her and make an Absolutely. Impact, she was not, she was not leaving anything to chance. She was like, I don't care. I'm going for gold. I'm going to break my neck. I want to do a cartwheel. Never done it before, but I want to do it twice. Yeah. Props to Juicy for doing her best. The poor thing did cut her knees. Like mm. I really felt for her. Like it showed how much she really tried. I mean, she did a Monet, a Monet exchange, you know, leaving and then coming back. Like, hi, oh, here I am. Do, just don't do that in diamond studded tights. Right. Because you'll lacerate yourself. So congratulations to our Reggie B. She's staying. Farewell to Juicy Couture. This is kind of the route that you take when you're a social media queen. You're always an early out. You said it earlier. This would happen. Roll the tape. It has come to pass. It's just come um, to us. Thank you very much for joining us thank on our guys. longest episode yet. Oh my gosh, what uh, are we doing? Okay, the, the next one will be trimmed Why? down a little. The, the next one's 20 minutes. The next one's <laughs> half an hour. Half an hour, I promise you. Look, we hope you enjoyed um, our take on Splitting the GNT podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Holland season two, yeah. I am looking forward to seeing what these girls do, what they can bring. Totally, and that's us for now. 
this is Paolo and Dr. Tom make sure to leave us a review especially if you're in Holland and if the Netherlands listener yeah in addition to our many Holland listeners already yes tell a friend get them on us yeah I mean Come I on, want guys. everyone in the Netherlands to be listening to our podcast be the number one podcast <laughs> okay. in the Netherlands I want to be trending in the Netherlands <laughs> I, I want I want y'all messaging us on Instagram yeah. telling us how amazing we are writing us lovely reviews on Podchaser yeah. or on Apple mm-hmm. um, make sure to follow us on Instagram and on Twitter but that's all for now please join us next week for another episode of Holland and All Stars this is <laughs> Paolo and Dr. Sam we'll see you guys soon lots of love guys see you soon